your soon to be to contact and feel the power. It's a new day. Yes, it is. New Day Rocks. New Day Rocks. Welcome in. It is episode number 31 of Jobbing Out. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster with you. Always a little bit more pleasant when we start the day off with a little bit of Big E. I mean, is there anything more pleasant in the world than Big E on the planet? Well, dancing, yeah. I mean, Big E dancing is better than anything in the world. I I mean, mean, Big E doing anything. It is true. I tend to agree with that. Big E is better at everything than you are at anything. Better at life. (laughs) All right, I'm Glenn Clark. He's Aaron Oster, the Baltimore Sun, and a Rolling Stone, where he covers the WWE and professional wrestling in general. I do not cover those things. I watch sometimes, and then I come on here and bitch about it a lot. That's I'm professional bitcher. Yes, you are. Aaron is professional writer. Those are our roles there here we on go. the show. Uh, just us this week. Just us for a multitude of reasons. We had to move the day that we taped because I wanted Aaron to watch the NXT special, and then it's just a whole lot. Going on, so it's just us, just just the two of us uh, for the week. But we appreciate you being with us, and it probably means that we won't go two hours and thirty minutes, which is <laughs> probably a good thing. Probably a good thing that we've been struggling with of late. Well, Although, I don't know. I was going to do a move by move breakdown of yeah. uh, Bailey, Sasha, and, and, by the way, and, and it, make it an hour it, and a half review of just that match. <laughs> if it was more EC3, I wouldn't care. If we were going two and a half hours because EC3, it, 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 and and if you're listening and you didn't catch it last week, yeah. go go In back. Fact, if you don't want to listen this week, we're cool. Just go back and listen to last week. Well, no, at least click on this week so we oh, get yeah. I, Well, no, of I course, if yeah. you're listening to this now, you will have clicked on it. So. That's a good point. Yes. Um, it, 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 well, let us get through this commercial for uh, our friends at WrestleCrate and then go back and listen there we go. to the last week's show. WrestleCrate, we love them. They are a care package for wrestling fans. Um, Aaron? No. It's in transit. Okay. The, you, I, I didn't forget. You understand. I didn't forget. It's in transit. Dude, I will inspect that package next week when it comes in here to make sure that it's you did transit. not. I understand that, which means that you'll get it soon. Correct. Which means that you will try to open it before we tape next week. That's a And good that point. is unacceptable because hmm. we have already agreed to this. I will inspect every aspect of that box, and I will have to give it my seal of approval to see if you actually came through for us on this one. And if it didn't. I, you know, if I were Russell Crate, and I'm just, I'll just be the one to say it, I would pull their advertising. You, dude, yeah. you, re, you realize that you're uh-huh. advocating. Something? I am, I am, because if you can't do that one small <laughs> thing for them, I will, I will be willing to sacrifice because I think that's unacceptable on your part. All right, so you, you do not open that package until next week's show. You got it? Yeah, okay. The rest of you, feel free to go ahead and open it, so I can watch you debox because it is a lot of fun to watch you get all your goodies. And if you know someone who's a wrestling fan, start thinking about the holidays. I can't believe I'm saying that. But we're only two-ish months away from the beginning of the holiday season, and it would make a great gift for the wrestling fan in your life, a subscription to WrestleCrate, getting their monthly uh, package with so many great goodies, T-shirts from Pro Wrestling Tees and Barbershop Window, um, Tops, Mattel, Fathead, Pop vinyls, autograph stuff, DVDs, so much wonderful wrestling goodies to be had every month in your WrestleCrate. Go to WrestleCrate.com to find out more, at WrestleCrates on Twitter. Packages start at just $15 a month, and if you use the code JOSENTME, you will get a 15 or 10% discount, a $15, 10% discount 
on your monthly subscription. J-O sent me is the code for WrestleCrate and uh, to support your boys. Also, it helps us when you use that code at WrestleCrate because it knows that the, the advertising is working. So support us. If you like the show, support us. Get your WrestleCrate and use that code. J-O sent me. Um, Aaron, two, there's a lot of big stuff that happened this week. We're going to talk about uh, NXT TakeOver Respect in segment number two. Let's start with sort of the main card and mm-hmm. what happened on Raw, kind of combined with what happened over the weekend at Madison Square Garden and the Brock Lesnar show. Yep. I, we have to start, and the reason why we played the New Day theme is obviously the big story this week is a very strange direction that the New Day took at the end of Raw on Monday nights. You know, I feel like back in February, back in March, when they were floundering as the faces and, and they were kind of teasing, you know, they, they, they were, before they turned heel, but kind of stayed what they, you know, what they were doing, they were teasing this moment that they might snap. Remember Correct. snap or clap or clap or snap? Remember that? Yep. This might be that moment that we were waiting for back six months ago at this point, is that we were waiting that. You know, eventually, while we love them, they're entertaining, they're tremendously entertaining, they're great, they're the great best thing on television right now. Uh, you know, they, they had to get serious. And this is the first time we really saw that. I and, hear you, but I'm struggling with that. Why, why are you? Well, I'm struggling with it, because I, I think you're right, um, that th- there had to be a moment for them to really matter. Yeah. Where they would turn, and the only way to do it was to really turn them heel. Yes. And there were too many people that still really loved the New Day and loved the class. Like, you couldn't take them seriously enough for them to be a legitimate threat to anything. Yes. The problem with it is you're punting your favorite thing on TV every week. Well, you're not, though. Here's the well, thing. You- Here's the thing. They turned serious. They, they, they dragged out Ziggler. But the way what this reminded me of, and, and it's funny, we were just talking a little bit about uh, the TV show Gotham. And, uh, off the air. It, it reminded me almost of a car, of a comic book villain. You know, someone, someone like the Joker, where the Joker, completely over the top, still did the, the, you know, the laughter, the thing. But what he was doing, he was doing that while being pretty vicious. You know, Xavier Woods still brought out the trombone while beating down four of the top faces I hear you, of the but company. But it wasn't quite as entertaining. Well, <sighs> I mean, it just, I, and I'm, and I say that in the, I like the New Day, and I'm probably going to like them as heels, as true heels. I, 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 but see, I disagree. Maybe it wasn't. I mean, here's the problem: they set the entertainment bar so high that there was almost even if they couldn't. That's part of the issue. Part of the issue is we're expecting so much. See, from, I, I, I thought it was so entertaining. I thought they were doing, they were doing much of the same things they were always doing. It's just that they did it with a little bit more. They, they turned the sinisterness of the taunts correct. up a little bit. And I, I thought, you know, because they did most of the same stuff, I still found it very, very entertaining. Uh, I liked it. I'm not telling you I didn't like it. I don't think it was the same, and I don't think that you can go back to what you were doing before now that you've gone this route. I'm saying you could still do some level of dark humor, right? Like you yeah. can still do something like that, but it's going to be different. It is going to be different. And but in part because you need them to be over as heels yes. if they're really going to be heels. Yes. They, they have to be over as heels, and they can't continue to do the same things that would make half of your audience really like them. Yeah, and and the other thing is, you know, I, I like this if, if for no other reason than they're not waiting for it to get stale before doing this. They're, they're getting – this is a something – WWE's never done that before where they've, you know – not waited to beat something completely to death before going away from it. They're yeah. getting, cause, cause, 
as much as we loved it, you know, Xavier Woods playing trombone eventually was going to get a little stale. Well, if that's all they were going to do with it, correct. Yes, and, and well, but that's what you're kind of advocating right now, is kind of do a lot of the, you know, the fun, really entertaining stuff. They, they had to add another dimension to them. I, I and, hear you. And, and the fact that they didn't half-ass this, the fact that they came out, and we have not seen a segment like that, where four of the top, you know, argue, you know, the top guy in the company, probably the third biggest face in Dolph Ziggler, in the company, and the top face tag team in the company came out and got destroyed by the New Day. We hadn't seen that since The Shield. That's true. You're right about that, and I, we all like The Shield, right? Like, we were all yeah. on board you know, with the, that. The, the Shield's decent, you know. I'm, I'm all for factions. I'm all for that type of stuff. And frankly, the other faction that you have, I'm, I've told you before, I'm very stale on the Wyatt family, mm-hmm. that for a second it was nice to add in Braun Strowman, and then they just kept doing the same things they've been right. doing for a little while, and it seems pointless and it seems aimless. I'm all for putting... And they've never done this with the Wyatt family, by the way. They have never... You know, no, they, they really they, haven't. You're they, right. They've done the group beatdowns, but right. not beatdowns of four of the top guys in the company. It was always, you know, oh, we're going to beat down the primetime players in the Lucha Drag, you know, like the, the mid-to-low card guys. No, that's true. You're, I mean, so you're, so th- this was a very serious statement by the WWE. I just, again, I don't... I guess my concern is that ultimately they are not going to be able to get or that they won't really take this the direction that it needs to go and i think that starts with if this is where you were going to go with this it would have made all the sense in the world to have big ego over john cena and well, take and the strap I, I still think we could see maybe not big i, I think we could go full surreal and, and eventually have xavier maybe right he's the one that's he's, sort of not he, he doesn't know. have the belt and what we know about cena but, which we're going to get to later on right but it I'm, makes a lot i don't of know sense. that i don't know that it makes sense if anybody's going to be elevated out of the three of them i still think it makes the most sense for it to biggie be biggie biggie's the one that looks like he could be a champion he looks like well I don't mean, don't forget who was the guy who got the singles title in the shield right that's it, was, true. it was dean well i mean and, and granted some people viewed him as the leader in the breakouts but you know the wwe very clearly viewed roman as but the i just don't know that we have enough other xavier's only really arrived with the trombone right yes like, even before the trombone was still sort of thought of as the the other guy he, he was he was i mean as, as much as anything he was the, he was the manager of the team right correct and, well but maybe that's what this thing you know a singles push could do for him Perhaps you're right about that. I'm not opposed to it being Xavier, if it, but I, I would come back to if you're going to make this moment count, you got to do something with it. Mm-hmm. And oh, if, I, obviously, and, you're, you're not going to do if, what you did with Dean Ambrose and have him defend every three months. But if, but, but if this becomes okay, so we did that for a week, and next week it's right back to the New Day and the Dudley Boys, and that's sort of all it is. And I guess that's my fear. Well, of course, the the, the fear is always they botch it. But you have to, again, you know, I, I've criticized you for this before. And while a lot of times you are right I'm, in your I'm fear. More, I'm more right than I am course. wrong. But you can't just jump to, oh, I don't want to see this because they're probably going to screw it up. Because but, then, then but why I, watch wrestling? Because I enjoyed the thing that I was watching. Because I really enjoyed the New Day. I really enjoyed it. And what I'm worried about is that you're going to take that away from me. But in a month, you would have in a month you would have been said you would have said, "Oh, they're not doing anything with the new day. They're just doing the same thing for the past two months." Okay, you would have said the fact that. that they pretty much done that for the last month, and I've still liked it. Well, but that's a month. Eventually, you would have said, you know, they need to go somewhere with the new day. You would have said it. You're saying that. And no, you, might, you would have said you it. Might, I'm going to tell you, you might be right about that, maybe. But I don't know that for one and two. Again. 
I, you're asking me to trust the WWE. <laughs> I know. And that, I know. That is, I'm really struggling. Could it be, could this be great? Could this be a moment where the New Day becomes not only the best thing about the show, but also the part of the show that matters the most? Yes. It could be. Very easily. And I'd be all for it. Yes. Do I think it's going to be? Yeah, I got a funny feeling. Probably not. Mainly because I, I think that they're going to struggle to, uh, keep the entertainment up while also doing, like, I, I think there is a way to do it where, you have them be like I compared them to the Joker, the the, the dark humor, the entertaining, right, right. The, the 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 showman as they are beating the crap out of people and and stuff. I think you could do it. I think that th- these guys are the guys to do it too. I think that there are a lot of people who ha- who struggle with this, but you know, Big E, you know, we we talked about at the beginning of the show, he can do this. He can be an imposing figure. While cracking jokes. Right. You can absolutely do that. I hope. Look, I, I'm, I like the idea of putting my faith behind them. I like all of that. Yep. I'm just nervous. I think that's all I can tell you. Yep. I am just nervous about the, where it ends up going. I, I, I'll say that the fact that they were willing to have that segment is a good sign. That That's a segment yeah. that is few. And even though, you know, it wasn't completely them beating, you know, you had Dolph kick Cena and... You know, there was the injury involved. It was enough of a state. You know, again, I come, I come back to this: the final shot of the night and what that means. Granted, the final shot of this week wasn't necessarily as big because they clearly put the main event into the Monday Night Football halftime right, correct. slot. That's what we talked about. And um, so, good, which, by the way, I, you know, good for them. It's the right thing to do. I, it was the right thing. I, I, yeah. heard, I saw some people criticizing it that they were making it so blatant. They, they should be making they it. They have blatant. to. They have yes. to make it blatant. Yes. They know what they're up against. Right. Exactly. They can't capitulate to the whims of the handful of wrestling fans that are there, no matter what the football right. game exactly. is. Exactly. They have to be very real, realistic of their bigger picture when what they're trying to accomplish. Right. Um, but again, the final shot of the night was the new day standing over the fallen bodies of four okay. of the biggest well, faces in the company. Let's see if it continues and let's talk oh, about yeah. it again in a month, right? Oh, exactly. Because like, in a month, I got right. a funny feeling that we could come back and say this and be like, wow, that was that was nothing, wasn't it? That yeah. was just... And, and it's very possible. But yeah. right now, I, I like the idea, if we'll see about the execution. That, that always is the case, yes. isn't it? Always. Uh, elsewhere on Monday night, I, by the way, let's do talk about the Cena Ziggler thing a little bit, right? Like, because, it, because it's, it's interesting. You brought it up last week. talked about the Total Divas thing from yep. Ego. And it's interesting only because it was followed up by Mick Foley was tweeting a little bit about and apparently wrote somewhere this week about this idea of a dream match between the John Cena and Dolph Ziggler and involving the Bella Twins in some way. Is that really? And I mean, I, I guess. I, I would tend to disagree about match. the concept of it being a dream match. I mean, we, we've seen it. We, you know, it's not like. Well, I think the problem becomes, again, where are you going with all of these people? Because right. We don't know. Cena and Ziggler are supposed to be faces. Ziggler is. Cena is sometimes. Yeah. Although even getting more. I mean, he's. I think it's. it's he's. I mean, if, if this is the feud, then Ziggler's the heel. And that's the problem. Because Ziggler, I mean, especially if you're bringing in the total diva stuff. If you're based, first of all, I'm not sure I like the idea of, of, of starting promoting total diva. I have no problem with cross promoting. I don't like making matches almost solely based on, you know, like, like starting a feud on total diva. I, I get that, but I don't, I don't, hmm. If you're gonna do it, these aren't two guys. It's not a bad thing for these to be the two guys that you do it with, right? Because these two guys in, in any world, them being involved in the program with each other, it's a pretty good program, right? Yeah. Like, you, you're kind of cool with it. I, I just, I, I keep coming back. When John Cena walks out in front of his hometown and can't get 
and he had he had in order to get fifty fifty. He had to keep screaming West Newberry, Boston, yeah. all of those things, just to get 50-50. Right. That's a huge problem. Oh, yeah, but, you know, we, we come back to this all the time. I, 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 I hear you, but it's why this doesn't work. It's well, why it, you, There's a number of reasons why this doesn't this, work. I like the idea of a program between John Cena and Dolph Ziggler. What I don't like is the idea that you're going to continue to force the notion of John Cena is the face, Dolph Ziggler is the well, heel, well, here's, when here's, no one well, is behind Well, hold on that. a second. I... You're not getting people. You're not. You're just not doing it. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. As you said, Dolph Ziggler has been a heel for two, three months now. Dolph Dolph Ziggler is a natural heel. I'm not saying... Except they haven't made him one. Well, I'm saying, if you put him and make him as a heel... Well, first of all, you're going to get anyone who he's lost over the past few months, you're probably going to get him right back on board, which is, you know, a totally different story. That's true. But, uh, you know... This isn't him putting, you know, going up against a guy who's, you know, unnaturally a heel. Let's say, like Dol- Dolph Ziggler should be a heel. Okay, maybe you're right about that, but they haven't made him one. Well, I'm and, assuming they will make him. And one again, here. as soon as you put somebody up against John Cena, you can't get him to be the heel. Right. You just cannot get these crowds to support the notion of no, we like John Cena better than you because we don't. We just, I mean, I just don't. I, I wonder if you could make Dolph Ziggler truly scummy and a loathsome, yeah. loathsome human being. You probably could in some, but I don't think you can make John Cena sympathetic. <laughs> you, well, yeah. I mean, that's, no, the, that's you, you I not, mean, I, what, what it's going to come down to is John Cena is trying to kick the guy's ass for trying to steal his girl, and then he just looks like the playground bully. Kinda, yeah. Yeah, but, you know, you know he, what I mean? Like, he looks like the kid in the Karate Kid, the, the, uh, what was his name? The, the blonde oh, yeah, kid in the exactly. Karate Kid. Right, and of course I can't. Now yeah. I know what you're talking about. Though. Yeah, like that, that's what he looks like. I, correct. That's exactly what he looks like. But it's worse than that because if you really play up the total evil Zanga angle, then you're going to bring up the, you know, but you won't marry her and yeah. you won't give her kids. Well, and, and, all and, that. Like, and you're also like, like, okay, so you were trying to steal him while you were also messing around with Summer and Lana and all right, that other right. stuff. It's just like, which, I just, I, it's, which is why I don't like, because you're, you have two completely different worlds and, and they are. As of now, the total divas world and the WWE World is, is have com- mostly been separated. Ha- have been complete, you know, almost completely. Separated. Yeah, not entire, well. Again, but you you, you have lo- him with Lana and Lana tweeting out, right. and while he's also going back with trying to get Nikki on the total right. divas world. Right. Anytime you have things that completely contradict each other, it's not a good thing. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean that's true. But uh, obviously, you would have to take these characters on your own programming in that direction. See, you know, what what I don't mind is if you just don't bring it up and you have the the People who watch Total Divas kind of make that connection in their head on their own. WWE's not good at this, by the way. Right. They're, they're terrible at it. I have no problem if, if you have a feud and you do something based, uh, you know, you, you create, you know, you have it based on the kick and you have it, you know, grow from there or whatever. And, and you have just the feud there. And then anyone who's watched Total Divas also knows in the back of their head, oh, this can also be a... But I a, guess I, my question is, where are you going with this? Because... Well, who, know, who knows where they're going with Cena? But and I guess that's the point. Is is that is that who he's facing at Hell in a Cell? I don't know. That that that's the problem. Is it's like I said. I thought because it was Xavier like a, would make the, you know right. That would make sense. But if okay, you're gonna do something with this. Clearly, you're doing something with well, it. Well, okay, hold. How about when this? does Total Divas come back? Uh, I mean, this this was the season finale, right? Right. So the spring. Spring or Jan- January at the earliest. I would think you would want the Cena Ziggler thing to sort of run into the right premiere. exactly. So which is why I wonder. 
if you if you have him lose to the New Day, go away, and you have Ziggler, Cena, and when Cena returns, whenever that. Is. I mean, the other the other possibility is you know right before Hell in a Cell, if you want to get Ziggler Cena out of the way. Uh, was, is there only one more show before? Is next week our? Uh, no, 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 no. I think there's a couple weeks. No, there, I think so. next week is our. Is yeah, next week is our. Uh, go home pay per view show. Are you sure? I'm fairly certain on this. All right. I mean, you could be right. I I thought it was a prolonged period of time between two pay per views. No, I, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure it's right. the 18th, 19th, right. whatever that right. day is. No, it's not. I'm right. Ha! It's the 26th. It's 25th. 25th. Yeah. Really? Suka. No. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So we got two. Well, what, what do I'm, you know about anything? I I apparently know nothing about nothing. Uh, I know nothing about roll, nothing. Attention, Rolling Stone. I'll start whenever you need me to. <laughs> Um, I'm not interested in any of the things that Aaron's interested in, but I'll, I'll write anyway. You'll, you'll write about how annoying scene is every right. single week. Yes, boy, I could do that. Um, accomplish it. no, but okay. So, so the, the week before the 2020, whatever that Monday is before it, you have uh, Xavier answer the open challenge. You have Ziggler cost Cena the title, and then you have Ziggler Cena at Hell in a Cell. I mean, it's it's a little ugly. Yeah, I don't think that makes any sense. Neither do I. But if you want to have it there, that's how you do it. I guess I don't like it. I'm, I'm not. I I think that you need to stretch this out. Right? I do too. Like, I think that's the concept, and and there's so much going on. We'll, we'll get a little more into the the Cena yeah, sure. thing a little later on. Let's talk a little bit about the rest of the card Kane. from Monday. Uh, well, well, the the interesting. There was one interesting. If, thing if about, you want me to say anything other than it's sleepy, then I'm not. I know it, it was sleepy. sleepy. It was sleepy. The the one eyebrow raising moment was the Stephanie. And by the way, I would go take a break or not a break here. Pause for a second. The, they need to figure out what they're doing with well, Stephanie yeah, and Triple it's H. Truly like awful. it's it's getting to a point where yeah. it's just obnoxious now because you don't know what their characters. Well, why are. are you there? Like is, that. Is and that the yeah. Real question. That's like, the what. Thing. What are you there to do? You you like. You're serving no purpose right yeah. now. You're, you're being just a generic, you know, people bounce ideas off you and you say, okay, sure, why not? Yeah, but some of them. Yeah. But you're not even involved in most of them. Right, exactly. So so they need to figure out what they're doing with Stephanie and Triple H because they can't, you know, Stephanie went for a cheap pop. She went for the, the cheap. I, I heard it. Yeah. I'm very aware. Like, that. That that's ridiculous. But, um, so Stephanie said that if uh, Demon Kane loses the title, Corporate Kane loses his job. Which is the one thing that makes you go, huh, where exactly are they going with this? Okay, so, um, it, look, you're not, you're definitely not assuming that Kane's winning the title. I'm not assuming, it, it, it does give you a very slight, 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 slight. Okay, fine. It gives you that, that possibility this is Kane's one final run. We're going to yeah. give it to him one more time because he's planning on retiring and then, after WrestleMania. And then, assu- but assuming he loses, is it one, you know, does he just become Demon Kane for the next until he, you know, his his final run here? Does Corporate Kane go? What exactly is the plan there if that's the stipulation in place? It's a reasonable question that I do not know the answer to. And I, I'm not, and I'll tell you this, I'm also not that interested in. I, I'm curious about it. I hear you. I, yeah. Like in that- it, it, it's not so much that I'm... You know, oh my god, I can't wait to see what happens. But I think this is a big problem, which is you continue to come back to doesn't matter. Right. Doesn't matter where they're going. Doesn't matter what they do. Does any of this matter? And I hate being so negative about it, but how are you not? Doesn't matter what happens with corporate Kane versus Demon Kane. Does anyone give an S? Does it matter who's in charge? Because right now, it's kind of Triple H, it's kind of Stephanie, it's kind of Kane, but... Are they heels? Are they faces? Does any of this matter? Do you care? 
And the real problem is, right now, what's being dragged further into it is that you don't care about the world championship picture. And that's their bigger problem. Their bigger problem is, I'm all for caring about other things that happen on the card, but you're going through another stretch where the championship picture is being pushed further and further into oblivion. We care about the championship if John Cena's involved. If John Cena's not involved... We're not really going to make it the focal point of what we're doing. Right. And frankly, you're just not going to care all that much. And it's not because you care so much about John Cena. It's because we're going to tell you that you care so much about John Cena. And we're just lazy when it doesn't involve John Cena. It's just plain lazy. All of this is lazy. Kane involved in the championship picture is lazy. It's, ah, hell, he's here. Let's just go do it. There's nothing about it that's remotely interesting. And it's... I, I don't want to bitch and piss and moan, right? I don't. Well, you do a little. Bit. I kind of do. I guess. yeah, you do. I kind of do because it's sort of my role, right? Yeah. But at the same time, when it's good, it's really good, and I really like it. And the title picture, Should Seth be Rollins, good. frankly, doesn't deserve this. Yeah, I and they're they're they have a problem with Seth Rollins right now, and and I have defended them the the whole. Okay, it, it's okay that he's not the strongest champion. They're doing the, right, you know, the, the, the four, thing, the, the right, Ric Flair, yeah. the four horsemen thing, you know. Right. I, that's fine. The problem is they're having him lose and, and lose cleanly and lose often. And regularly, he, he, right. It, uh, what was it? Uh, outside the, the win over Sting at, uh, what, what Night of Champions? He hasn't won since SummerSlam. Sure. And, and, and it's not just he hasn't won since SummerSlam, he's losing. He's people are pinning him right. routinely, right. and not pinning him because they're getting screwed or but, whatever. But nothing about him matters right now. Yeah, and, there's no authority. There's no shield. There's right. no like anything. You it, you need something around if you're going to do the the slimy right. heel. Correct. Role. You can't you can't have him. You know it, this is the problem we had with the Intercontinental Title and the U.S. Title. Right. Is that they just thought oh in every non-title match the champion can lose? No. No, the champion cannot loot. And, and especially your world champion cannot be beaten by everybody. It's ridiculous. Well, this is why I had a huge problem with it involving like, him being involved in the United States picture to begin with. I hated it. I didn't want it. I told you that. I, I, yep. I mean, I despised it because it put you in this position where you felt like you had to do this. Well, you got to give the title back to John Cena. No, then you have him say, I don't give an S about this title. I am the world champion. Right. And I told you that then, and you said, well, you can't do that because you're trying to build up the United States championship. But what you end up doing is you end up belittling the world championship in the process because you have your world champion Being pinned by everybody. Lose, 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 and you continue to make it try to make it seem like, well, what really matters on the card is when John Cena is involved. And but it's not even Cena though. That's it the thing. is. No, 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 no. It's not just Cena because if he was, if it was him losing to Cena, yeah, that looks bad. But then you say, okay, it's them, them, you know, this unhealthy obsession with pushing Cena. You know, we we talk. How about, many of the losses have come to John Cena? Two, three. Okay, three. He got pinned by Ryback. He got pinned by you. the That's Dudleys. Good, right. He like the, if it was Cena, then we can chalk it up as oh, this is WWE just being WWE again. But it's not. Like, it's a much bigger problem than that. But everything about it reeks of you have belittled your world. Oh, of course. And, and, but, and, and, but that's what I'm saying that, you know, your, your diagnosis there is, is that it's the, the, the Cena obsession. But it has a lot to do with the Cena obsession. I think there's a, we had to have him in the main I, I event. Think at Sun, we had to get him in the main event at SummerSlam. There's a, there's, this is how we could do it. That's part of it. But it, it goes, it's, it's a lot more unhealthy than that. Because okay. if it was one easy fix, then it should go away immediately because Cena's going away. 
And uh, so that that would be the easy but, fix. But the problem is it's not just Cena. It's, it's it's the cost of it. The cost of your Cena obsession is that you've belittled your world heavyweight champion. Your world heavyweight champion currently doesn't matter. You haven't yes. done enough to establish him. He's supposed to be the top heel. The top heel has to cheat and win. Cheat and win, yes. That's the way it works. Yes. You're a top you heel. You don't have to win cleanly, but you got to be a threat. Correct. You cheat, but you cheat and you win. Yep. That's the concept of your top exactly. heel. Exactly. And he's not doing that. Nope. He's not ex- cheating. He's not winning. It's not. It doesn't exist right now. Yes. This Bring is, back J&J. Easy well, that would be, that would go a long way to, that, that would go to a long helping way. this. There's no doubt about that. Um, it would go a long way to helping. But beyond that, you have done nothing. How, whenever this ends, how is Seth Rollins better for having nearly a year long championship? Oh, he's, he's definitely better. That, that's not a question. Is he? Yes. Is yes, he really? Yes. No, 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 no. Stop no, no, for no. a second, Aaron. His career is more accomplished, but think about where he goes. If he were to let just say, let's just say he were to lose to Kane, right? And you were to remove him from the world championship. Picture. Well, he loses to Kane and he, he goes away. That that's the I'm talking about if if what we expect to have happen where he loses at Mania to a credible. Then he better do something with him the next few months. Yeah, and, and that's fair too. But you know, just to say he's not. No, I, Aaron, I hear you saying no, that. No, no, no. I, think I mean, part of it is that you're just saying it to say it. I no, I'm not. I'm not. No, if he loses to Kane, you're right. If he loses to Kane and never sniffs the title for another few years, you're right. He's not in a better position because that's ridiculous. But that's not what's going to happen. Okay, I hope you're right. It's not. It's going to happen. That that's an. I, 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 even I the most cynical being, about W. My thought being, even if you beat Kane, the, it depends on what you do for the next few months. Oh yes, it's so stale right now. It is. This reeks of. Um, look, it, clearly CM Punk's reign was much better than Seth Rollins' reign has been. But even during the CM Punk reign, they were regularly not putting him in main events. Oh well, he—I I think he main evented one pay per view during Correct. his reign. Yes. Correct. This is the problem with the Cena obsession. The problem is that you're trying to make – hey, when this guy's involved, it seems like it matters more, right? Right. But in the process, you're weakening everything else well, about your product. Here's, here's the other problem. It's not just Cena. It's Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar is yeah, – he played the, a role in it. The, the, it's true. The upset and, – and, you know. But the no, problem – Hold on. Being, you're, you're – No, no, no. No, stop. The problem is – there is the interest level truly exists for Brock Lesnar. Right, that's the problem. Well, but it also has to be because whenever he comes, he has all the pomp and circumstance. You know, Seth Rollins doesn't get the go to hell tour. You're right, he doesn't. And I'm not saying that every world champion should get the go to hell tour. That every which world champion. But should should, be. should Brock be getting the go to hell tour over the world champion? I mean, I understand where that is difficult. Um, but but I, it, it I, contributes. I don't love, look, you know how I feel about it. I don't love the part time performer thing. Right. I don't. And I think there's a better way to handle it than just. When Brock Lesnar shows up, he's important, and when he's not, things aren't important. Right. I don't think that they've handled it appropriately. No. I think, as I told you before, removing him from storylines is a bad idea. Brock Lesnar can exist within storylines that help say you're champion. Yes. There's a lot of things that you can do even when he's not there that I think they have fail- failed with when it comes to how they've used Brock Lesnar. I don't think it's a great idea for conquering hero, now conquering hero gone, deal with the, the shit that we've left you with. Right. I don't love that. No, right. I don't think it's a great idea. And I do think that it's gone into hurt, but I don't think it's gone anywhere as near as much as their obsession with John Cena has. I think with this specific reign, I'm not, I'm not talking about overall, you know, I'm not talking about this, I'm talking about with these, this specific, the Seth Rollins reign, I think the biggest problem is Brock nah, Lesnar. I, I think you're saying that because you don't want the answer to be Cena. No, I, I think that there are, I think there are a number of problems. I think that the way they booked him has been over the past two months 
horrendous. Well, I think once they, they abandoned the authority without any direction right. for anyone. Uh, you know, but I, they never really abandoned the authority either. It just sort of crumpled. Because like I think, you woke up one day and there was no more authority, and it wasn't because anyone won a match to disband the authority. It wasn't because anyone right. did something. It was just well, the, Brock did something. Fine. Right. <laughs> Brock destroyed the authority I mean, physically. Uh, kinda. You're, what I do you mean, mean kinda? That he, he destroyed. He's the reason why J and J and three Kane. members of the authority. Right. There was he, still an authority that existed well, there, after there, that. There was no physical ma- people who would accompany Rollins. There was nobody. Well, there. Triple H could do that. He could. But apparently he wants to get cheap pop. So who knows? That's the problem. The problem is the best thing you had going for the guy. You didn't do anything with it. Right. All you had was him get destroyed. And you don't him. even have the blow off with it. Correct. Yeah, like that, that's the other big problem. Correct. You, you, you want to get rid of the authority? Okay. Blow it off. Do it, yes. Do it something off. with it. No All right. right. Anything uh, else for Monday? Uh, the only mildly interesting thing was the fact that it seems like Paige is falling down the Divas well, ladder the, the and Sasha Banks Sasha is going look, up. Look, part of this was her being in Boston. Well, that, that's not, that's not normally a factor. Normally they go out of their way to make someone lose in their hometown. Um, the, yeah, but the reaction is but the reaction it, everywhere for it Sasha has been is louder but it was nowhere near what it was yeah. in Boston. In yeah. Boston it was massive. Um yes, yeah, Sasha Banks is clearly over. There is no doubt about that. And, and Paige loses to Natalia, clearly. I, uh, like that there, there's you know, people are talking about if there's heat on her backstage for something she said at a panel or like she she uh, used a curse. I, I don't know if I buy that, but there's something. Everybody kind of forgets that Paige is 22. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that, that she's got it. Well, gotta, but she was very much, you know, they, they had her do the big. I get it. I mean, like, she, and then all of a sudden she's losing to Natalia. It's, it's odd. It, uh, fine. It's odd. I don't disagree with that. The entire divas concept well, right is now odd. is odd. I don't really know what to make of any of it. Um, Sasha's over. I would capitalize on Sasha being yes. over as much as you possibly can. But you're still doing teams. Yes. Yeah. The, the teams is so asinine. There's still a team PCB despite the fact that There's there is no, no PCB. Yeah. None of this makes any sense. Yep. So while I want to like have a conversation and dissect it with you, I can't because I always come back to the end of the day. I have no idea what to make of any of it All because right. it still somehow somewhat exists. But it doesn't. Uh, do we want to take a break or do we want to talk a little bit about the Madison Square Garden thing? I would take a break. All right, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll talk about some uh, women, some divas who actually Yeah, there them. was something that was good. Yes. Yeah, no doubt about that. Let's uh, talk about that. All right, I'm uh, Glenn. He's Aaron. This is Jobbing Out. Don't miss Maryland's Day at the Races on Saturday, October 17th at Laurel Park. Come celebrate the 30th anniversary of the Jim McKay Maryland Million Day. A celebration of Maryland's horses and lots of fun for all ages. First races at 12.15 with 11 exciting races. Great entertainment on the track and a collector's cap too. Don't miss out on the fun at Laurel Park on Saturday, October 17th. For more information, visit MarylandMillion.com or MarylandRacing.com. Are you a believer in the retriever? The UMBC sports marketing team is proud to support UMBC athletics through marketing and promoting the UMBC Division I game day experience with giveaways, in-game entertainment, and much, much more. Tickets for Retriever action starts as low as $2. Follow UMBC Sports on Instagram at Retriever Believer and on Twitter at UMBC Sports Marketing for all your promotional updates of the Retrievers. For a complete schedule of UMBC athletics, visit UMBCRetrievers.com. The UMBC sports marketing staff looks forward to seeing you as a Retriever Believer at the games. At Smythe Jewelers, we celebrate how big love can be. How big is love? How big is 
When your love for her is so big that you can't even begin to describe it, there's only one thing to do. Take her to Smythe Jewelers, the biggest jewelry store on the East Coast. At Smythe, you'll find the biggest selection and the biggest savings. Because at Smythe, we work directly with the diamond cutters. So we can help you find a diamond that's as big as your love. And that's why Smythe is where Marilyn gets engaged. Smythe Jewelers in Timonium, Ellicott City, and Annapolis. Get more than the score on a 50-word blog. Go to PressBoxOnline.com for the complete story on your favorite Baltimore and D.C. sports. High school to pros. If you're like most folks, you drop by your local Royal Farm store for a fast, fresh, delicious breakfast sandwich on your way to wherever it is you're on your way to. But maybe you're ready for Royal Farm's new Scrapple breakfast sandwiches. For just $2.89, you can get tasty, crispy Scrapple with your choice of cheese and eggs on a biscuit, bagel, bread, or croissant. The new Royal Farm Scrapple breakfast sandwiches. Just $2.89 at Royal Farms. Real fresh, real fast. Wrestling fans, it's time for Wrestle Crate. Wrestle Crate is a pro wrestling themed mystery package that appears in your mailbox every month with action figures, pop vinyls, DVDs, wrestling books, fat heads, and much, much more. Plans start at only $15 a month and every crate contains a t-shirt from ProWrestlingTees.com or BarbershopWindow.com. Those t-shirts are $19.99 by themselves. Check them out at WrestleCrate.com and follow them on Twitter at WrestleCrates and search WrestleCrate on Facebook. Hey, Glenn, I, I, I gotta ask you. You don't have a. Okay, now you have a smile on your face. I was going to say. If you listen to this theme, if you see no, this entrance, and you don't have a big grin no, on your no, face, I don't trust good. you. It's very good. Settle down. Very I don't good. trust you. I know you. it's very good. Everybody settle down. All it right. makes you happy. Stopping out, Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster, segment number two. Um, hey, we need to update what's going on with Fantasizer. Yes, we do. And you're uh, a jerk. Because I'm just winning and dominating. Yeah, I don't. I gotta. We gotta do some research on all this. I because I apparently got screwed on some points at one point. Well, I guess they added had to be an effect. adjustment to it. Well, they they they, like they they've been which at. makes me really wonder about some of the other things that have been going on. I mean, it's I not my fault you that might I be have, a crooked commissioner. It's not my fault that I had the wherewithal to pick the new day. Despite it doesn't, again, it doesn't make sense that the new day right now should be getting more points than some of the other. Look, I get it. My first round there. Winning on Raw and SmackDown every week, they get points for run-ins. You get points for run-ins what's and really interfering in matches. I'm in third place, and what's hurting me is that I picked Sheamus in the first round, and Sheamus has just kind of disappeared. I could really use a cash-in right now. Oh, my God, please. I, as much as I hate the idea of Sheamus as champion, all of a sudden I am your, all Your fantasy in team needs it. On, on Sheamus cashing in at uh, Hell in a Cell somehow, some way. Um, anyway... Anyway, Aaron's in first, Brian Powell's in second, I'm in third. How's uh, our silent partner doing? How's old? Yeah, he's, he's, down, uh, he's down in sixth right now. If I was a bad guy, I'd say something like his fantasy team is doing about as well as his football team. Oh, ow. Oof. Dagger. Oof. He'll, he'll, he'll get some points this week, though, because uh, Finn Balor won two tag okay, matches. Yeah. All right. So he'll, he'll get some points there. And But, uh, yeah, no, his 
team's not not looking so great. All right, right. well, that, we're doing this on Fantasizer. That's where we're keeping our uh, fantasy WWE league right now. And by the way, we never did the thing where we uh, doled out the other players that were available. We never got the free agency. Oh, free agency is there. What? Free agency has been open. You're not going to announce that? It's been I announced no. it on day one. Oh, people no. have been making moves. You didn't tell me when. I said it. no. You did not. You said it. We're going to do a thing. Where we're going to have free agency available, but you never said when it was available. Well, hold on, hold on. This is this. I first of all a pox on this entire league. Wait, hold on. were you going to pick up Jack Swagger? Maybe I was. Well, okay. Well, that's who was available. Jack Swagger. Wait, what about the players that we didn't have available in the draft? Well, they literally just went up yesterday. Okay, and so how, like anybody, who, who grabbed them? You? I grabbed one when I Oh, really it. interesting. Nobody told me they were available yesterday. Well, yet, I didn't get an email from it. our crooked commissioner. Crooked commissioner? The crooked commissioner never crooked emailed me to say Braun Strowman is available now. Well, Brendan grabbed them before anyone. I, I don't care who grabbed them. I didn't get pay a attention to. to the league. No, this is bullshit. Pay attention, crooked commissioner. You are the crooked one. I am not. I'm crooked. <laughs> you don't pay attention. Hey, no. Hey, nonsense. Hey, you can't blame no, a commissioner on, for when not paying attention. Available, you can't blame. You do you not can't mention. blame the referee for no, not knowing the rule to hit the ball out of bounds. No, that's it. That's it. That's it. I don't know if I'm coming back next next yet yeah, because all of a sudden all I know is that the commissioner is crooked. Commissioner's Who'd you get? Who'd you get yesterday, huh? Who'd Bubba, you add? of course. Oh, you added Bubba Dudley. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. He's involved with a lot of shows. Yeah. That's probably a pretty good ad. He's a decent ad. Yeah, I would have liked to have added Bubba Dudley. Well, why didn't but you? But no one told me he was available. Well, he wouldn't, because I would have emailed out after I made the pick. Oh, so you're nobody, admitting to your crookedness. No, because you know what? Nobody told me they were available. I just but, looked at oh, free agency. you figured it out. I looked at free agency. I, I, the, the same thing everybody else but does. But then you organize a way to make all the players evenly available for everyone. Yeah, that's what a commissioner does. What are you talking about? You say, once you realize that certain players have become available, you say, hey, these players that we couldn't draft before are now available. We're going to make it available in reverse waiver order of who wants There it. is no waiver order. Well, the team in last place should have the top waiver order. I don't buy into that. No, that's you got to pay attention. Aaron. You nonsense. have to pay attention. Nonsense. I don't have to do all nope. your work for you. Nope. This is a millennial nope. thing uh-uh. coming nonsense. out right here. I'm younger no. than you. you this make is a millennial fair. thing. You make it fair it is... for all parties involved. Pay attention. If, if, if I'm oh, yes, because the first thing I should do every morning is go check to see what free agents are available in the Absolutely. Absolutely. In, in fantasy football, see, if someone if rushes someone would like to finish yards. the season as the GM of my team, let me know because I'm going to have Someone rushes for 200 yards, you don't say, oh, it's not fair. You know, I, I don't realize again, this guy I don't blame Fantasizer yards. for this. I think Fantasizer has been fine. I blame our commission. No, I blame you. Our crooked commission. I blame you for not paying attention. No. I told you they were going to be available at some point. I oh, have no idea. Point. So every morning I should just check. I but what happens if they're available in the afternoon? And I checked that morning. I checked pretty much every oh, so day. You checked every hour of every day, huh? Not every hour of every day. I checked Get a once a day. I checked once a day. Yeah. Ridiculous. What? This is what? ridiculous. This, this, everything about this is ridiculous. You you need to be a better fantasy no. owner. No. Don't blame your problems. No, the commissioner. Don't blame this, your you know problems. Never, I tell you what would never happen in the NFL. And the NFL is crooked <laughs> to begin with. And they still would never have free agency start at one point for some teams. Oh, you know, free agency will start when we decide. Oh, sure. But you know what? You know what they wouldn't do? If someone mm-hmm. cut a player, if someone cut a player, they wouldn't say, hey, oh, everybody, no this problem. player is no, cut. No, no, listen to me. I have no problem if a player gets cut of them being available to whoever sees if, it first. If, 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 if a player is scouted, if a guy comes up and a player's guy, you no, don't say. These were players these guys that are... were not made available in the draft. They were if not made like, available in the this draft. This is like You're holding right. a uh, supplemental draft. It's a supplemental it's not draft, a supplemental but draft. not inviting all the teams. It, it, it did invite. If I didn't invite all the players, nobody, then there would still be everybody available. I, I don't even really want to do the show now. Fine. The truth. Fine. Kind of, walk you away. Can, you can go. You walk can talk away. About I need to talk, talk about, about Bailey right yeah, now. Yeah, I'll be over here. Go, go, go walk away. I'll, I'll just be here. All right. NFC Takeover. It was actually a really awesome show. Uh, I thought there was... 
it was interesting because it featured a lot boring. of rematches. I'm going to kill you over there. It was anything but boring. No, you. You're boring. You are boring. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> Why don't you fix your league, okay? <laughs> um, fix you. Uh, big news. Selena Gomez got chemotherapy to treat lupus. Our best wishes from all of us here at Just Johnny chemotherapy uh, to, uh, treat lupus? Apparently. I don't know. I don't know anything about lupus, but our best wishes to Selena Gomez. I mean, it's never lupus. That's what House says. Is that I don't I don't watch House. You never watched House? I never. I, I when I, in 06 I was dating a girl that was really into House. And so I watched a little bit of that season. Well, the one thing I learned, it's never lupus. Okay. Well, apparently, but apparently it is lupus. Apparently it might have been lupus this time. And our best our best as always to the lovely Selena. To the lovely Selena Gomez. Um actually it was it was great. It was awesome. Oh, Sasha sure Banks was. made a, I, I actually Sasha watched, Banks made a little girl cry. You know how good it was? I watched the main event. Sasha Banks made a little girl cry, which is pretty amazing. It was tremendous. It was as much as th- this sounds really terrible to say, but Izzy crying in the crowd was everything that makes wrestling so wonderful. It sounds terrible to say that, you know, just, just saying, oh, yes, a, a little girl crying is what makes. Right. But the fact that she is so invested, in, invested right. in Bailey, so upset at Sasha being such a, a an amazing heel that she can burst into tears and have to hug her dad there. Is everything that's wonderful about wrestling. Yeah, I mean, I get it. It's a child. Let's not forget that. And sometimes, you know. We don't have children on the main roster. No, we don't. That's crying like that. That's a good point. Like, Although... they have gotten us so invested into Bailey, so invested into how much of a badass Sasha is, that this is ha- this is what happens when that happens. Oh, it was really good. It was really good. It was a great moment. Um, I'm all in on all of it. And boy, isn't it a shame that now Sasha has to deal with the WWE divas. <laughs> that, that, that everyone I mean, was this joking. Is the, this is the problem, right? Like, everyone was joking that the whole go away when she like fell to her knees crying at the yeah, end. It was, it was like like the just the realization like, that she doesn't get to do this anymore. Yeah, exactly. And now she's got to go deal with the nonsense. Yeah. It sucks. Um, no, but it, it was, it was just a fantastic match even, uh, besides, I think there was a question, you know, they were playing up the history aspect of it so much, whether they would just kind of coast on that and be like, oh, this is a historic moment. This is a main event and kind of, you know, not be as good as it was in Brooklyn. But they, they made it great. They, they told a great story. All of the, that was the one thing about TakeOver is all the matches involved a really good story with it. Uh, yeah. yeah. Just in, yeah. in-ring storytelling. Every single one of the matches featured some really, really great in-ring storytelling. And uh, particularly, of course, the main event. And it, it was a great. I don't know if it topped the Brooklyn, but those last two minutes where Sasha was trying to get Bailey to tap out, Bailey reversed it. And the, my, if I'm nitpicking here, if I'm going into pure nitpick mode, I would have liked the image of Sasha, you know, physically yeah. tapping out. Yeah. But but her not being able to and have to shout yes, yes, I give up. Right. That that was pretty awesome as um, well. It's a little bit tough because. Again, it's one of those situations where you kind of know what's going to happen at the end. Yeah. Like, you can create a scenario where maybe they have Sasha hang around a little bit longer. Yeah, for the UK tours but, you want to feature there. But you know. I mean, you know. It, it, was, it was 85% Bailey was going to win. Right. And this, is, and this is always a tricky part. Now, they've had dealt with this at WrestleManias before where you knew yeah. you know, what the outcome of the matches were going to be, but yet you still needed them to tell a good story and they were capable of doing it. And um, they did it here. And they did it. That's the thing. You knew the outcome and yet they told a really good story mm-hmm. and that's why you cared about it so much. Um, I, I guess there's a little bit of, I wish it wasn't such a big deal that two women in main evented a show. But it's the first day it's going to and be. That's, and that's the point. The point is, I wish it could just be, yeah, of course they did. Cause that's, and in, in, in Rolling Stone, Bailey did an interview right before TakeOver, and she said, I hope we get to a day where it's not a big deal. That's, right. that's my goal. I want to be part of the generation where it's not a big deal. But, you know, it's the first time, so it is a big deal. And now the question becomes, 
when might it happen again? And that's the tricky part, right? That, that is the tricky, the tricky part. part is it matters that it happened once, but it matters more if it's something that can happen regularly. And unfortunately, because you just caught up all of these stars of the women's division for the main roster, uh, it doesn't look like it's happening on a main roster event uh at all. And, and it has to be natural. That's the other thing. It can't be for, you can't just have a pay-per-view right, and where. that's the point. Yeah. yeah. That's the point. And that, and I just don't know that I see when it happens again. And that's the disappointing part. Right. Now, could it happen in NXT again pretty soon? Maybe. Sure. I mean, yeah. I could, and Emma. Or, when, when Asuka, I mean, I don't, I know you, you didn't get to see all of it. Right. Asuka. Oh, yeah, yeah. She looks yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. She's. Uh-huh. She, I, you know, I don't know if they put her right into the title picture because she's kind of a face right now, so they right. might have her, you know, dance around with Dana and Emma and Alexa Bliss maybe for a yeah. little bit. But there is no woman on the planet like Asuka. She is, she beats the shit out of you. Like, she is, her strikes are, would be ridiculous for a guy. And then she also has some great submissions on top of it. She is a badass. And that match, that, I mean, that was, you know, my, my biggest takeaway was, was the main event. My second biggest takeaway was, oh my god, you know, the, the, the loss of the other three horsewomen may not be necessarily as big. Yeah, it, it's gonna, done, it's gonna be a drop off. Right, but, but they fortified. Yeah, Dana, I think the Dana question, looked good too. Like, that, that was the thing. As good as Asuka looked, yeah. Dana looked great. So, if Dana progresses quickly, you know, Evil, uh, Evil Emma's great. I'm all in on her. We don't know about Nia Jax, how exactly she's going to translate, but it's very possible that the NXT women's division doesn't suffer as much as some of us initially did. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I buy in on that. And I think it, it looks smarter that they left Bailey behind, mm-hmm. right? So that so they just can have to someone to sort of anchor the, yep. and carry the belt and not force it onto someone that, you know, like, I, you know, Emma could have been a choice to take the belt, right? The, yeah. Like, she would have been viable. She, but um, she she doesn't feel that way because yeah. they, they they hurt her so much with that main roster no doubt, run. No doubt. But but her evil Emma character is so good. Um, I think that they did the right thing now by leaving Bailey behind. Oh yeah. And the problem is now it's just a question of can they get the thing on the main roster fixed in time that when Bailey comes up correct. she can it, join a happy something you know, that matters yes, something exactly. that's that's entertaining and quality and these unbelievable performers can showcase yep. themselves. Uh, in front of a bigger you, audience. You know, it, it's like I said after Brooklyn. Just make us care. We want to care about these characters. Just give us a reason to. So far, they haven't done that on the main roster. But if you give us a reason to care, you will have moments like Izzy crying in the crowd. Yeah. You you will have that. You know, and it doesn't, even if it's not Bailey, even if it's Becky and Charlotte. Correct. Give us a reason to care about them, and we will. No doubt. No doubt about that. And I, um... <laughs> I don't have a good feeling about it, but like, let's not be negative. Let's, no, let's continue to be positive. Right um, the, the other big thing was the, the Dusty Rhodes tag right, classic. Tag, yep. um, the, I, it was interesting because everyone expected this to be like something to create a story out of. And they didn't really do that. It was just a series of matches that culminated in the big moment with Dusty's, uh, Dusty's wife and Dustin and Cody and Eden all in the ring and, and the fans to chant, thank you, Dusty. It, it was that one final moment because we haven't, you know, we didn't get to see Goldust and yep. Cody in, in the at the Raw and stuff. This was our, our just one final moment to thank the Rhodes family for sharing Dusty with us as the fans, and, and, and that's what it was all. They all agreed to do it this way, and at yeah. NXT where he had you know put so much effort right, in, in exactly. recent years in front of a smaller audience mm-hmm. on online, not on TV. Right. Um, I I think it's kind of neat that they all kind of agreed that this would be 
It would be a good way a, to do a it. A neat moment that we removed a little bit. It doesn't really affect the characters and the development right. of the characters. And Cody can go right back to being Stardust. Right. It, it, this does not the, the, This was just a singular moment. If they wanted moment. to be Stardust, right? Like yeah. If they, and I think that they do. This is a singular moment where we got to say thank you to his family. Right. And, you know, the, the tournament was almost irrelevant to that point. It was yeah, cool. It, it, it had right. some nice... I think that uh, Baron Corbin went up in a few people's uh, minds. He, he looked good even though he was getting... Uh, obviously, Chad Gable was kind mm-hmm. of the star of the tournament. Chad Gable is phenomenal. And people were doing Gable. for a little while. Gable. And, and also, save the Gables. Say oh, that's good. The, like yeah, the, that's the full sale crowd, they they get a lot of deserved shit sometimes, but they were great during right. the, that match between uh, Jordan and Gable and uh, Corbin and Rhino. That was great, and so so it definitely elevated some people. And then Balor and uh, Samoa Joe won, but the, the the winning almost seemed meaningless in the big picture. It was just building up to that one big moment. Uh, the one thing though, um, if Finn Balor doesn't turn heel, I'm shocked because he is. Showing all of the signs of, you know, he's coming out with a popped collar leather jacket. Right. He's growing out the beard. He's starting to wrestle a little bit more aggressively in a heel style. Finn Balor is turning heel. The question is, what becomes of the demon and stuff when, uh, if if and when that happens? Um, yeah, I, I like Finn Balor as a heel. I think. There's oh, a so lot do I. Because oh. you can go dark. You can go. You can go yeah. dark, and, and you can do the more aggressive strikes. Right. Like his his style is very much you can do a heel out of it. It's just interesting when you have that big, you know, the demon entrance that right. everyone loves Correct. so much. Correct. Do, when do you, when is their next event? Uh, that the, their next takeover event will be in UK at the beginning of December. The the takeover London. And have they made anything? No matches. Okay. I, I think people are assuming that it's going to be Balor versus Joe. That that's somehow going to stem off of this. Okay. Uh, but other than that, we don't really know much about it. Okay. Let's talk about one more event from the uh, WWE Network, and that was the Saturday night event with Brock Lesnar and the Big Show in New York, which was the Brock Lesnar show. They had done a little bit to try to dress up around it. Um, they had a tag championship match. They had just some other things they mm-hmm. threw in to try to get you more interested in watching a house show than just, hey, Brock Lesnar's here, so tune in. Right. Hey, we're going to do the thing for three hours. We want you to watch for a little bit more than just Brock Lesnar's match. Right. Um, a couple things that stood out for me. One, I, and this, I keep coming back to this. You have Brock Lesnar on TV at 8 o'clock on Monday night. How did it help anything? To have Big Show come back out? Correct. Yeah. But who did that help? It's it. They're in the funny position where they want to make, you know, obviously they want people to buy the network, but they also don't want to risk alienating the fans who don't have the network. And at some point you do have to take that risk because you have to give them a reason to get, because if your reason for getting the network was I want to see Brock Lesnar throw around the big show, well, then you got it on Raw. Right. So right. at some point you have to, I, I understand their hesitancy. They don't want to alienate because, you know, what, 30% of their audience? Does not. No. Or does. Does have it. So so the majority of your audience probably didn't see that match. But at the same time, you know, if you want to build the network, you have to give it away. So it's tricky. There's got to be somewhere where it goes from there. The problem is there's no natural place to – I have no problem with that's how it starts. Big show comes out. Hey, you beat me on Saturday. But it's got to go in some direction. I I think that Um, was just kind of the the – we're officially going away from it. Like, this is not going to extend. Well, I don't want it to go anywhere with the big show. What I'm oh. saying is somebody else Someone has, has to come out. Right. The problem being, you already know who your next opponent is. Right. And that guy's not available. Right. And there's no spokesperson for that guy available. So you just sort of have what you have. Yeah. What, what, what did you think of the idea of 
you know, like the the Beast in the East. This was the second time they did a basically a house show. But the Beast in the East, they made sure that there were aspects of it that carried over in storyline. You had the title switch. You made it more than just a house show. Right. This was very much like the standalone. The, the, you know, they used to show house shows on the MSG network. Right. That that happened in Madison Square Garden. This was very much that show, which I personally have no problem with because I, I think they should start showing just. Straight house shows, but, but I think they have to be careful in how they market those. Yeah, and that's the thing—you can't make it a huge deal. I think having the then... availability to watch—I've said this before. I always wondered why, with a website, you didn't just every now and then put a put camera a... up at a house show, exactly. And maybe show a match, right? right? You don't have to show the whole show, but hey, tonight yeah, or, or an hour, three of the best matches. Right, hey, Chris night, Jericho's yeah. in Boston tonight wrestling, um, you know, Kevin Owens. Right. We're gonna let you watch it. Yeah, I got no problem. I got no problem with that. Right. Put on one match. Um, I, I do. I have no problem with them airing more house shows. You've got a network. You just have to advertise this. But, but yeah, you're watching a house show. You're not watching a mega special pay per view. Yeah, event. pseudo pay per view. If you like wrestling and you want to watch these two guys grapple, like people pay tickets for tickets to see, go to house shows. Yep. Well, come watch it. It's yep. on. You've already paid for the network, and we're doing this. So why not put it on on television yep. or on the the, you know, the, the, the problem network. after Beast. Eastern and the East is that people expected it to be a pseudo pay per view, something you know, things to happen storyline wise, and then they complained about it afterwards because it was just a, a a good house show. To be fair, you know, if that was the house the right. house show in Baltimore yeah, yeah, that's say, coming up, wow, yeah, yeah, I, I'm all in on that. But it was a house show. That's Correct. what it was. Correct, and that's the issue that you have. And I I would lean more towards more just house shows. I would lean more towards that. Yep. Just put the house shows on the network, mm-hmm. or put some of them, put a match on, put on. Whatever you want to put on to add additional content, there's nothing wrong with doing that. Correct. But you know what you're at. What you're advertising is it's a house show. If you're on Saturday night, you want to watch it, great. If not, no big deal. You're not missing anything. They're, they're starting to figure out the network. They're starting to figure out what people want. They're starting to do a really good job. The table for three, the 24-7. Everybody loves the table for three. Um, they're, they're starting to figure out what to do with the network, and house shows is that next step. And I, I, I'm looking forward to seeing what they try next because – you know, over the past couple months, they've really started to hit their stride with the network. It took them a little bit. They couldn't, couldn't really figure out exactly what they wanted to do. Right. They're starting to hit it. All right. Well, I mean, I I think it's a good idea. I think it's something you continue to do. We will grab a break here. and we come back in, we will go over three stories we haven't had a chance to touch on just yet. We call it the quick count. And then we'll do our weekly top five. That's on the way. This is Jobbing Out. If you're like most folks, you drop by your local Royal Farm store for a fast, fresh, delicious breakfast sandwich on your way to wherever it is you're on your way to. But maybe you're ready for Royal Farm's new Scrapple breakfast sandwiches. For just $2.89, you can get tasty, crispy Scrapple with your choice of cheese and eggs on a biscuit, bagel, bread, or croissant. The new Royal Farm Scrapple breakfast sandwiches. Just $2.89 at Royal Farms. Real fresh, real fast. Are you a believer in the retriever? The UMBC sports marketing team is proud to support UMBC athletics through marketing and promoting the UMBC Division I game day experience with giveaways, in-game entertainment, and much, much more. Tickets for retriever action starts as low as $2. Follow UMBC sports on Instagram at retrieverbeliever and on Twitter at UMBC Sports Marketing for all your promotional updates of the Retrievers. For a complete schedule of UMBC athletics, visit UMBCRetrievers.com. The UMBC Sports Marketing staff looks forward to seeing you as a Retriever believer at the games. At Smythe Jewelers, we celebrate how big love can be.
When your love for her is so big that you can't even begin to describe it, there's only one thing to do. Take her to Smythe Jewelers, the biggest jewelry store on the East Coast. At Smythe, you'll find the biggest selection and the biggest savings. Because at Smythe, we work directly with the diamond cutters. So we can help you find a diamond that's as big as your love. And that's why Smythe is where Marilyn gets engaged. Smythe Jewelers in Timonium, Ellicott City, and Annapolis. Don't miss Maryland's Day at the Races on Saturday, October 17th at Laurel Park. Come celebrate the 30th anniversary of the Jim McKay Maryland Million Day, a celebration of Maryland's horses and lots of fun for all ages. First race is at 12.15 with 11 exciting races. Great entertainment on the track and a collector's cap, too. Don't miss out on the fun at Laurel Park on Saturday, October 17th. For more information, visit MarylandMillion.com or MarylandRacing.com. Wrestling fans, it's time for WrestleCrate. WrestleCrate is a pro-wrestling-themed mystery package that appears in your mailbox every month with action figures, pop vinyls, DVDs, wrestling books, fat heads, and much, much more. Plans start at only $15 a month, and every crate contains a T-shirt from ProWrestlingTees.com or BarbershopWindow.com. Those T-shirts are $19.99 by themselves. Check them out at WrestleCrate.com and follow them on Twitter, at WrestleCrates, and search WrestleCrate on Facebook. Boxing fans, this is Jake the Snake Smith of Baltimore Boxing. Our next boxing event is going to be Turkey Day Eve. That's November 25th. That's a Wednesday at Michaels 8th Avenue in Glen Burnie, Maryland. We're going to knock the stuffing out of the other opponents that night. Website is BaltimoreBoxing.com. That's BaltimoreBoxing.com. You can get your tickets there or you can call 410-375-9175. Tickets are $25 in advance, $30 at the door, $35 for reserved tickets, $350 for reserved tables, and $500 for VIP tables, and $50 for VIP seats. VIP comes with hors d'oeuvres an hour before the event starts. That's from 7 to 8. Turkey Day Eve is the biggest night out. What a better way to spend it by watching the stuffings getting knocked out. And ladies and gentlemen, Mike Dietrich was one of my favorite boxers that I had throughout the years who passed away. And every year, he used to do a canned food drive. So this is it. This is the Mike Dietrich canned food drive. So please bring a can of food to feed the homeless. Thank you. Back in here on Jobbing Out. Third and final segment. It's all brought to you by WrestleCrate. We'll tell you more about them before we pack it up for the week. Glenn Clark alongside Aaron Oster. And in this segment, we will get into our top five for the week. Before we do that, we want to get into our quick count for the week. Three stories we haven't had a chance to talk about yet, and we want to make sure that we do in this week's show. And uh, we start uh, with the uh, TNA Matt Hardy theme because there was a lot happening in the world of TNA this weekend, Aaron. Uh, our uh, guest last week, Ethan Carter III. Not happy about this. No, he, he lost his title to Matt Hardy, who wasn't even scheduled to be in the match as that, of last week. I don't really still know how that came about because I don't pay enough attention. Yeah, they they, they just made the match, and for whatever reason, they're like, oh, hey, Matt's going to be but in like, it as what, well. How do they do it? How do they go about they they just announced him in the like I think the the impact before, 
Oh, okay. They, they said, oh, hey, Matt Hardy's going to be in the match, by the way. Okay, so essentially the concept was they realized they're in North Carolina. Yeah. They have this opportunity for this great moment in right. North Carolina, in Matt right. Hardy's hometown. Right. They have his family all there and to celebrate. Um, you know, a lot of people re- don't realize that for as much as Jeff ended up accomplishing individually in the WWE, Matt did not get as many opportunities to right. claim significant individual championships. He was briefly the ECW uh, champion. He had a great the, cruiserweight title reign. That, the, that was when the, the version, Matt Hardy version one gimmick started. Okay, yeah, sure. I mean, that, that was phenomenal. How embarrassed, in the US, how the embarrassed US would we be if we looked over who all got the ECW title in that, that year? Was it was not even a year that they brought it back. Um, I'm trying to think who would the embarrassing people be. There was not no, Chavo Guerrero at one point. Cha- the ECW yeah, Chavo, Chavo was before uh, Kane. Kane was. I believe Mark Henry was. Um, hang on, I got the list. I, you know, the the last few, the last few Christian was Tommy Dreamer was uh, Ezekiel Jackson was the, the final, final, but ECW wasn't it like on the last ever? Yeah, ECW? It, was, it was the last. Yes. Oh God, he was great in ECW though. Him and Regal, they were fantastic. But anyways, uh, Matt Hardy. So yeah, he wins the title, and then immediately vacates it. But over this, YouTube. Hang on, Vince McMahon. Yes, remember he was feuding with Bobby Lashley. He was remember. he was wearing the do rag. I don't remember that. How do you at not all? remember I, this I, Vince I just McMahon? I don't remember that. Don't. Oh ask. my god! It I was don't it was so terrible, but so glorious. Like it was so bad, but it was so good because this was this was right after uh, the the WrestleMania match okay. against Trump. You know where okay. he had to shave his head, and so he went after Bobby Lashley, and he would wear a do rag, and he I would act all he would act kind of street. It, it was it was kind of great. It was terrible, but it was great. I disagree. It's it's great. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Um, so yeah, Matt Hardy gets, you get the chance at this moment. I don't really have beef with that. I don't. I don't like taking the car, the title off of Ethan Carter III because I don't like taking the title off no. of DC3. But I understand what they were trying to accomplish, which was, it's just that if you're going to go that route, you needed to milk the hell out of it <laughs> in the weeks leading up to it. You couldn't just suddenly say, oh, we're in North Carolina, huh? Well, why don't we throw Matt Hardy in the mix? Yep. Because then you didn't get any attention out of it. We didn't, nobody had an opportunity to react to it. You needed to milk the shit out of the idea of we're going to have Matt Hardy going for the most significant championship of his lifetime in his hometown. See. And then it would have made it better if he had lost. And, and, and you're giving them a lot of credit there. I think that the reason that they're doing this isn't because they, they thought it would be a great moment or something. I think they were thinking we need a reason to vacate the title. We need to start this tournament. I don't know if you realize exactly what they're doing with the title. They, they, they have heard. vacated it, and they're now going to start basically, it seems like, their version of the G1. I talked about the G1, yeah. uh, 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 and they're going to kind of do that. It's a 32-person tournament, including knockouts, which is really weird. But, um, what? Yeah. Yeah. There, there, there's a four-knockout division. With Awesome Kong and Gail Kim and okay. Madison Rain and uh, someone else who, who was the other. Uh, Brooke, Brooke Tessmacher is uh, the the other. Okay. But um, so yeah, it's going to be a big round robin tournament. But what I think they're doing is they don't have any tapings. They don't have or they don't have many tapings left, and they don't have many scheduled. Right. They're doing a situation where they can now tape random shows on like on house shows or whatever that they're doing, and say, "Oh look, here's our show." You turn it into a TV show. Yeah, right. I, th- I think, and I think that 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 was the plan. They wanted to create a situation where they could then, you know. Turn what, was, what was on TV last night? I, I, you know, I was watching Takeover, so I don't know. So I'm, I'm just kind of reading the results, and it has some matches. 
I, I think they, they did have a few more matches taped, like, in the Impact Zone that they haven't aired yet, so they were kind of doing that and putting commentary. Like, they, they just wrestled for voiced wrestling. Over, so, right, voiced over commentary. Yeah, and then just kind of created, hey, they're doing this for the 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 title, the cup, whatever, you, you know, whatever they're calling it now. And then later they're going to put on, I don't know where they're going to get it from, whether it's house shows or or whatever, but they can just do matches without having any storyline purpose for the next couple months. I mean, okay. I yeah, I mean, I, I don't think it's the best idea, but uh, I'll give them this. Like, in a situation where they're like, oh, crap, we don't have tapings, what do we do? It's at least a semi- creative solution even if i don't think it's going to create the best television no i think it's a terrible idea i think it's really yeah. bad to have a title change and not have a tv show on wednesday yeah. to talk about your title change well they did talk about it because well, i mean fine but they, they had set well they had then they they had a segment they had you know like studio segment or whatever you know backstage segment just not in ring with an audience segment yeah right it, it it's awkward it's definitely awkward um they're kind of grasping at straws here who, and and you know they're they're biding their time on Destination America. Till apparently they're they might be in negotiations with WGN, potentially. Um, that's interesting. I mean, that's interesting. But, you know. WGN's tried to do wrestling before. They had yep. superstars yep. in WWE. I mean, it's the type of content that would seem to fit them. Yep. I would assume that it would have to be a little bit more family friendly. But I don't think TNA's ever. Really TNA's been. not. Oh, you know, yeah. they they do stupid things, but they don't really do anything. I mean, not that they can do the throw Mickey James off. The yeah, they, they'd have to to- tone down the blood a little bit. But yeah. but, but it, it's it's yeah. not outrageous. I actually think that that could be a good. I think more people probably know where WGN is on the TV. Oh, Destination America. But I don't know that it's that many. More. I, I mean, WGN has taken a big hit since it stays with the Cubs. Right. You know? Correct. And it's I I don't I mean. They were showing replays of Scrubs for a long time, and I know they find I, that. Yeah, I, I would, I would watch Scrubs. But they had something. I think they did that that seventy shows, maybe. I don't okay, know. One, maybe. One, one of the another one of the uh, serialized shows that I right, always watched. Right. Yep. Okay. All right. Well, I'm look. I love tournaments. I think that it's one of the most underused things about in professional wrestling. And a round robin tournament again could be. You know, everyone's been clamoring for a G one, and even though they've done it before sort of with the Bound for Glory series was basically a miniature G1 when they did it, but they always botched that completely well, and horribly. The, other, the problem with tournaments, as always, is that you run the risk of someone getting hurt. This is always the risk of... But it's easier in the G1 when you have a round robin and it's not straight brackets. It's a little easier to get right. away with injuries. Right. It, it, the, the real problem is planning a tournament. The, even if you do it in round robin, if you already have decided who's going to win the tournament today and you start putting things into motion to get there... And then somebody gets hurt in the process, then it makes it tough. And that's the tricky part about tournaments. But it's very good television. It makes the matches matter, yep. which we've all been clamoring for, particularly in the WWE. Of course, now we're going the exact opposite direction, where it's going to be all matches and no storylines. Yeah, is, I don't, I'm that, not saying that, that either one of these. Are yeah, good exactly. Ways to do it. Like they're, they're going a complete 180 yeah, on right. it instead of finding I, that nice I little balance. I hear you. Uh, sticking with TNA. Yeah, so sticking with uh, Bound for Glory and, and that, there's an interesting story that came out over the weekend. Apparently, uh, I'm letting you nerd out twice. I'm letting you go off the reservation twice. This, you know what it was? Because you punted it back to me last week. There we go. I mean, this I guess isn't I really nerding that. out. This is just a... This no, is because a, both these are TNA stories. I'm going to let you kind of go off the reservation a little well, bit by talking about TNA so much. But that's probably because I seized your... Well, it's also because not a whole lot happened with WWE. Well, because the there's screen. no t- Total Divas this week for me there to talk about. There we go. Um, but, uh, they apparently sold VIP tickets. You know, a lot of pe- people do, they'll sell the tickets that'll be good for an autograph session beforehand or, you know, a meet and greet, something along those lines. Sure. Apparently they went a little bit over the top with this one that gave fans 
almost unrestricted backstage access. They were able to hang out in catering when when the crew was there. They were able to hang out whatever. They could bother the wrestlers. You know, they weren't really quarantined at all. And which led to a lot of wrestlers understandably being like, uh, this is the backstage. You know, this supposed to be our space. You know, obviously people go backstage, you know, a decent amount. There are always guests backstage or whatever, but they're usually contained in one little room or whatever. Apparently these got these fans had a lot more access than that. It's, this is interesting to me because if you're TNA, this is the type of stuff that you might have to do. Yeah, I mean, I get it on their point. You're, and, you're trying to get and people to the... with all due respect to the wrestlers, I think there's a part of you where you say, uh, guys, you're on TNA. Who do you think you are? You should be thankful that you have catering. You know, you should be thankful that you have, you know, some of the amenities that you have, and you're going to kind of have to deal with some of this stuff because this is TNA. Now, that all being said, if I'm a performer, uh, there's got to be some sanctity to the area where I'm preparing to perform, right? Like... I've got to be able to go somewhere where I don't have to worry about anyone. I'm preparing to perform on right. a show. Um, and I don't know how you draw the line between the need to do some different things. Look, if, if you said to me, if you said, not me, because I wouldn't spend money on this type of thing, but to a WWE fan that you would have the opportunity to go back and sit in catering and eat food with wrestlers and talk with them at a raw, like, are you kidding me? That's, yeah, there's there's plenty of people that would pay big money for the right to do Obviously. it. Obviously, but WWE doesn't have to do that. They don't have right to now. do that, and and you know, catering is one of the kind of I'm not private places. Obviously, everyone's there as far as stuff, but, but it's, it's just wrestlers. Yeah, it's just wrestlers. It's a place where they can unwind, not have to worry about someone coming up behind them snapping a picture with a cell right, phone. Correct, and I understand. I, I I get it. I do get it. But again, this you're on right. TNA. Right. Like, you're, you're where you are. I think to to a great extent, you kind of have to accept the fact that they're going to have to do some of this type of stuff, and probably could be done better. You know, there's probably a better way to organize right. it. Certainly letting them know ahead of time so they're not caught off guard by it would be a, a good yeah, idea. Yeah, apparently they didn't know, which is crazy, but. Yeah, I mean, that's, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. But again, when you complain, I think the immediate answer back is, guys, I don't know who you think you work for, but this is the way that we make this company work, is by being willing to do some things that other companies wouldn't be willing to do, and you're gonna have to deal with that. Sorry, that's just the way it is. You have to deal with the fact that you know, if you don't like it, go get a job with Ring of Honor. Go somewhere else. You know, you can quit. WWE's not hiring you tomorrow. This is where you are, and either you deal with this and we make our money, or we don't exist as a company and you don't have anywhere to go. And I think there is some level of that that will exist. But, again, it can all be done better. Yep. And number three is something that we kind of teased earlier in the show. Yeah. There's been reports and they seem to be credible. They, they've, you know, contacted the arenas. They've, they've looked this up and John Cena is not scheduled after Hell in a Cell for quite a while. Uh, he's not scheduled for the shows and it seems that he is, we don't know why, but taking personal time off. Interesting. Um, it's interesting timing for one. I think that, um, let me tell you a couple of things that I think about this. I think, one, that John Cena going away is a good idea. 
Yep. And that leads into what we were talking about earlier about the obsession with John Cena. Yep. The WWE is better off for having to work without being able to fall back on the WWE or on the John Cena. Yes. You, plan. You, if nothing else, you have to get a little more creative. Correct. You can't just. And I know. like that. Yes. Now, there'll be a ton of speculation as to why, what's going on, is yep. he okay? Is this something that he's going to try to do? Is he now reaching the point of his career where he says, "Dude, I've been busting my ass for a long time. That's sort of been my my gimmick, but." I've reached a point in my career where I've earned the right to take a little bit of time honestly, off. Honestly, I hope that's the case. I really hope that's the case because I think the biggest flaw with Cena is that he doesn't let himself rest at all. You I, know, I think that is not 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 just because that makes him overexposed, but it's not good for him. Yeah, like the the fact that he's rushing back from some of these ridiculous injuries uh, it was, I guess, it was two years ago at this point when he, you know, suffered the injury and was back like six weeks later to right. win the title. Like, what are you doing to yourself? Oh, that's a great point. I mean, it's it, because you feel as though you have to. I owe it. But they need me. Yeah, well, they, okay. they need me. I'm John Cena. I'm I'm Harley Race. I'm you know. Right. It, it's part of that thing, which, and you know that that is part. Of, you know, that's one of the reasons he's so respected is that he doesn't take any days off. He doesn't absolutely have to. Uh, agreed. And I I respect that about yes. him as the performer. So as I said before, just because I don't like the character doesn't mean that I don't respect the performer. And right. it's nonsense. Many people that don't like the character still respect the performer. And people right. always bring that up. I don't understand how you can't respect John Cena. No, a lot of us that don't like John Cena really do respect John Cena. But at the same time, we also know that he causes a problem for the WWE. Right. And that in many ways they can use. I'm not saying he should be gone forever. I'm not saying, but that a nice little break, you know. No doubt, I think that can serve the benefit of a lot of people. I, I, now it, it comes at an awkward time for the WWE with the ratings problems they've had, mm-hmm. and still being up against Monday Night Football. If that really is the time that he's leaving, it's a tough time. It's a tough time. Uh, it also leads me to leave. if someone signed off on this. Now, granted, they might say, "Okay, you can take a month off here because we want you geared up for WrestleMania right. season." Because otherwise, you know, he's obviously not taking WrestleMania season off. So he would either have to take off a month now or wouldn't be able to take anything off till May. Right. But uh, it makes me wonder if they're bringing anybody in to, to fill that void. Interesting. Like, um, you know, I, I had speculated that if this this encounter between Bray and Roman isn't, as they're saying, the very last right, match between them, right. you know, they're insisting on it. I don't buy it for a second because if any match in the world had Survivor Series written all over it, it's this match. You know, do they bring in The Rock? Can they bring yeah, in The Rock? I, I think that's the bigger question is can they bring in The Rock? Is he really going to show up on Raw for a month? Right. You know, I, I, could they bring him in for a, a, a week or two and fill the void? I've told you what the obvious answer is. There is such an obvious yeah. answer here. Yes. You, you already have him available to you. Yes. Yeah, so, what, I mean, if, if Brock and Rock are available in November. Oh, no, I'm not saying that. I'm just, your obvious answer to, to make the product better is for a Triple H Seth Rollins oh, yeah. program for the championship. championship. Yeah, you have it. It's available to you. It's easy to right. do. Um, Survivor Series could use a little bit of a boost. Yep, and, it, and it would make sense. It doesn't have to be a Survivor Series style match. It can just be your main event while right. you have some other Survivor Series style men. Or matches. not your main event, or just your title match with whatever. Even though I want it to be well, your I main mean, event. Should, yes. Triple H is wrestling yes. Seth Rollins. That's your main event. Yes. Period. And he's already there. Yep. He's available every week. He's trying to be a face right now as it is. Yep. So why not let him be a face for yep. a few weeks? It's it's logical. It makes sense. It betters Seth Rollins, which mm-hmm. you have failed to do for a long time. Perhaps having Seth Rollins cleanly beat Triple H, which all Triple H does anymore is lose cleanly. Yep. Other than, you know, obviously what happened with him and Sting at WrestleMania. But for the most part, right. he loses cleanly. All of this seems to be a good thing to me and solves a lot of your problems. Now, I don't know where Triple H is physically. I don't know if there's a reason why he doesn't want to do it or if it's a selfish thing where he says, well, if I'm going to wrestle, it's going to be at WrestleMania and nowhere else. That could, all of those things could very well be true. But this would be the 
easiest thing that people would gravitate to. It would make way more sense than Rollins yep. Sting did. Everything about this is a win, and this is how you solve your problems, is you immediately put Triple H and Rollins into a program together going yep. towards Survivor Series. I got no problem with it. I'm just here to solve problems, Aaron. Well, I'm just here to fix everything. All right, I'm just going to take that clip. I'm going to cut it out. I'm going to send it to WWE Corporate, and there you go. Yeah, correct. Please do. You, you're Please you're, do you're like the Winston Wolf for I'm, wrestling. I'm just, I'm just here for that, man. I will fix everything you for fix you. Problems. If you just give you me stay the opportunity. Calm correct. Fix it. I, no one needs to panic over John Cena walking away. You've got, you have the solution right in front of you. It's there screaming at you. It's the most logical program that you could possibly run, and really kind of the only logical program that's left for Seth Rollins at this point. Do it. Yep. Do it. Make it matter. You can still do it again if you want. Just because you have Seth Rollins wrestle Triple H at Survivor Series doesn't mean... You can have the rematch at TLC. Absolutely. Or you can wait at the Rumble. Sure. No doubt. You could do a lot of things with it. Yep. Do something with it. You could have, uh, you know, Joey and, and Jamie come back, help Seth Rollins win at Survivor Series, attack Triple H. <laughs> How awesome would it be if Jay and Jay cost Triple oh, H on that? That would be amazing. It would that be would, so great. Just the, the big <laughs> I'd be on board. I'd be on board. All right, let's get into our um, our top five for the week. And our top five this week, we were talking a little bit earlier. We sort of mentioned a show that I know that you are all on, in on. Mm-hmm. I haven't it, gotten to watch this week. So when it comes really to the WWE Network, which is Table for Three. Mm-hmm. And the concept is simple, which is to take three performers. They have and, something in common. Right. You yes. know, you explain the concept. I'll, I'll do it. Basically, they have a theme for all of these. They've done a Legends one. So they had three Hall of Famers talking yep. about, you know, their Hall of Fame. They had the New Day. When, you know, obviously they, have, they had... Uh, Molly Holly, they had Medusa, and they had Ivory. So talking about, you know, divas and kind of the rise, you know, their period where all three of them kind of, Medusa not so much, but Ivory and Molly Holly certainly underrated, and they kind of came up similar ways, and they just kind of got to talk about that. Um, you had, was that, and then the, this most recent one, which is three guys with indie experience. You had, uh, who did you have? It was Kevin Owens, Cesaro, and I think Finn Balor was it? Okay. I can't remember if Finn Balor was the third, but it was three indie guys, yeah. which by the way, is kind of mind-blowing that they would actually allow them to talk about their indie past sure. in depth on the network. But that's but, what the network should be for. Exactly, and that's exactly what it should be for. And and I haven't gotten to watch it yet, but I'm sure it's fascinating, those three guys. So we, we, we kind of thought, all right, we're, we're, we're booking the future guests for Table for Three. What would you like to see on it's it? It's a very interesting concept. I'm going to let you start with your list. That this is, we are fantasy booking episodes of Table for Three. Who we'd want to see sit down to get because it's just the three of them. It's not like there's a moderator or right. A, they're, they're just literally they're, they're talking just over. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Correct. Um, I, I kind of did a combination: some that I thought would be really informative, some that I thought would be just entertaining, some that would be funny, and and the the funny, the entertaining, the the things that I'm kind of interested in. You know me; I love the outlandish gimmicks. I love the how do you balance doing something really over the top. While also being a wrestler? Sure. So I thought of a uh, table for three. I want to see three wrestlers who have been booked with powers, with magical powers. Okay. And, and, and how you, you deal with that as a wrestler, how you stay credible, how you don't go over the top. My three, Kane. And and I didn't include Undertaker in this because I don't think they would put him right. on. Right. And and all these, these these are fantasy. We can't bring people back from the dead, though. These are things we could actually see in sure. the book. Sure. Kane, Bray Wyatt, Papa Shango. 
Okay. Okay. I I mean, just those three guys talking about their gimmicks, how they developed it, problems they ran into. You know, I, I think it could be interesting. I think it could be genuinely interesting, and, and it could serve to form, you know, what goes into a character? How yeah. do you develop a character? How do you deal with these characters when you're in the ring? Like, that's something that I think is one of the more fascinating things about wrestling is how you how you wrestle with this character, especially when it is something that is so over the top. Okay. I mean, I can see it. I can Look, I hear where you're coming from. I, it, it doesn't have a ton of interest to me, but I get the concept, yeah. and I, 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 yeah. I'll let it play. My number five is the theme would be obviously uh, family, and it's it sounds like I'm essentially re- trying to recreate legacy, but I'm making a change in there because truth be told, nobody really wants to hear from Ted DiBiase Jr. at this point, and nobody. I, I don't know. I'd, I'd like to see where he's I mean, where he's maybe, at. Maybe okay. Yeah. Um, Randy, Cody, and Dustin, and it's interesting to me because certainly Cowboy Bob Orton is not, you know. In any way, what Dusty Rhodes is. Right. Or was. Um, but I do think that their upbringings are similar. Expectations, yeah. I think, is a really interesting thing. Because here, Dustin and Cody had to follow, you know, an icon. And so many times you hear, okay, Cody's all well and good and all, but, like, come on, he's he's nothing compared to his father. Whereas Randy very much outshone, outshined his father. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a lot of interesting conversation that could exist about upbringing and and wrestling family and expectations and right. and those types of things and the impact that, that all that has on you as a performer. And I think that you know Randy struggled with a lot of that because there was so much put on him at a young mm-hmm. age. I think there'd be a lot of interesting conversation that could come from that. I like it. I would make one change. Instead yes. of doing both uh, Cody and Dustin, I would go Randy, Cody, Natalia. That could be interesting. It's funny. You know what? I did not – and, and this is going to make me an awful person. None of mine involve females at all, and I'd probably just not, – Neither them. neither do no. mine. But Boy, we I, are I really just, wretched people. We, we are pretty terrible God, people. Jesus. But um, I, I, instead of having two Rhodes brothers in there, I'd rather get that third perspective and, and another, you know, another situation where she obviously came up, had a lot of expectations right. because of her family. Right. All right. You're number four? Uh, my number four, I want to do, similar to the, the indie one they just do, I want to see guys who, I want to hear three guys who travel the world and tell stories about traveling the world okay. wrestling. And I'm going to do this, and it's going to be not just that, but traveling the world in three different generations. I want Daniel Bryan, I want Chris Jericho, and I want Vader. Okay. I, I want these guys who are huge all over the world and just, you know, telling about bars they went to in Germany, telling about, right, you know. right. Uh, you know, the Riviera Steakhouse in Japan. I, I want those stories, these crazy stories about just wrestling all over the world, how it's different, how crazy it is. And, and since they're in different generations, you know, there's similarities and just the differences uh, I hear you. between Vader and Daniel Bryan. It's, it's funny you bring that up because my number three is kind of similar. Um, and so I'm going to tell you my four and my three, but I'll tell you my three okay. first. My three is Daniel Bryan, Mick Foley, and Shawn Michaels. In part because Why Shawn Michaels the underdog role, the sort of the guy. Okay, the, the underdog. I thought about yeah, that one as well. You know what I mean? Like yep. that's sort of the way that I want to go. But at the same time, there's also a lot of that type of story that can come mm-hmm. from it. Um, and I think that Daniel Bryan and Mick Foley are kind. Of, they, they both have connections with Daniel Bryan, right? Like Shawn Michaels was 
in a lot of ways, responsible for getting Daniel Bryan to this point. He was point. their trainer. Yeah. Whereas Mick Foley is the most direct comparison to what Daniel Bryan was yes. becoming, which is this impossible, yeah. no way can this guy achieve this, but oh my God, he's achieving it anyway. So I think that they can both have really interesting conversations in that way, sort of centered around Daniel Bryan. My number four is more about the, again, sort of the expectations accomplished in other fields and sort of being pigeonholed in a lot of ways. My number four is Brock Lesnar, Dave Batista, and Roman Reigns. So just powerhouses? Three guys that are pigeonholed kind of as powerhouses, but are accomplished. Look, Brock Lesnar was an accomplished wrestler. Mm-hmm. He was an accomplished, you know. He, he, he tried out for the NFL. He yeah. tried out for the NFL. Obviously, we know what he did in the UFC. Yep. Uh, Dave Batista also competed in mixed martial arts, uh, has gone on to a career mm-hmm. in, in acting that yep. appears to be, you know, not an A-lister, but a bankable Hollywood commodity. He's yep. going to be the, a, the, the Bond villain. And then you throw in Roman Reigns, who is also an accomplished football player before he got to this point. And I yep. think that it's interesting to sort of look at, you're being pigeonholed as this is what you are. You're just a big hoss. But we know these people are more than that. Right. And I think that's where the stories can come from. All right. You're number, like that. You're number three. My number three. Uh, I went in an interesting direction in this one. And again, this is an inter- entertainment one. But I want to know... Three guys whose roles were comedy acts in wrestling. My three I picked, and I, I considered a number of people for this, but the three I picked are Truth, Santino, and Norman Smiley. All three who are around WWE right now, all three who had tremendous comedy runs. Nor- Norman Smiley was phenomenal in WCW. And I think just, A, just the conversations they had would be immensely entertaining. And then they would put a really good, uh, you know, just kind of what their view is on being kind of that comedy jobber role. What that's like for a wrestler. It's interesting. What, yeah. But, but more than that, I just think that the conversation, just the, the banter they would have with each other would be tremendous because all three are charismatic guys. They can be cracking jokes constantly and it would be great. Okay. Go ahead to your number two since I did my number three. Uh, my number two, I want, because I don't know if we've had these guys all sitting to, down together. But um, I want an ECW roundtable, and I want it to be three wrestlers. I want it to be Mick Foley, Tommy Dreamer, and I want it to be Raven. Okay. I want Raven as the third. I, I, I consider Terry Funk. I consider a few yeah. others. I want those three. Funk together. would be the... Funk would be... But I feel like... A, I, I, I don't think Funk would be as necessarily as interesting at, the, at a table situation like this. And, uh, yeah, I just, I, I want those three talking because those three's careers in ECW were, you know, dreamer free right. with both Raven right. and Mick. And you can tell so many stories about it. I don't want, A, I don't want Paul involved because I have him in my number one. Okay. But, uh, I, I just want, I want the wrestler's perspective on all of this. All right. My number two is selfish because I just want, and look, we're not going to, I wouldn't get out of it what I wanted, but I would like these people to have to go into a room and just talk about everything. And that's, of course, Hunter, Vince, and CM Punk, that I want them in a room and just – because it's not just about CM Punk leaving. That's that's not really the interesting part about it. It's about everything that went into yes. how it happened, yeah. the direction the company was going in, the decisions that were made. What does Triple H actually side with CM Punk on instead of actually siding with Vince on? Right. Look, we're never going to get it, and it's why I'm... And, and exactly. That's right. why I wouldn't even put it on, because right. it but, would never happen. But it would be so oh, yeah. great if one day, five years down the road, they're still doing this show, we could finally kind of get this. Yeah. Of course, 
Gotta have Vince around for five years. Gotta have and, Vince around, and, and even five years from now, even if everything is, is all hunky-dory, you have to have everyone willing to talk correct. about it. Correct, and that makes it very difficult, but that's my number two. Your number one. My number one is something that could actually happen. It, it, it would be a little bit of a long shot, but they're all, for, you know, they're all with, within friendly terms of WWE. And, and it, it's very simple. I want to see the Monday Night Wars. I want to see the heads. I want to yeah, see Vince, Eric, and Paul all right. sit down at a table with each other and just kind of talk about everything. But it, I, I don't really need to go much farther than that. It's something I could see happening. I mean, the, Vince would be the big one. Could they get Vince to sit down in, in a table openly, setting like this yeah, right. openly and openly it. talk about it in, in, in a casual atmosphere, which we know Vince doesn't really like doing? It's true. But um, if if you could, I think that would be the most fascinating we could get. All right. My number one is because it's the most uh, – the time in WWE history that I'm most obsessed with because it was when I – not when I became – I became a fan in the Attitude Era. But it's the years, sort of the back end of the Attitude Era, when the main staples had started to – The 2000, 2001, 2002. Angle, Jericho, Edge. I think those Edge three, is interesting in that. Only era. because the obvious answer would be Benoit, right? Like, he would be the third well, guy to put in that that group. If you were to, to look over what made this work. Because truth be told, I mean, that you, era you, to you, me. You would almost put Cena almost before Yeah, but, I'm, but he's not that era. He was he came around that era. He showed up. Well, but he Cena was the main eventer before Edge was the main eventer. Oh, I, yeah, but Edge was involved in more yeah, significant but, but, parts. Yeah, but Edge of the, is kind of that transitional group. The, I'm talking about the crew, the group of people that were asked to take the most historic era right. of professional wrestling and carry it somehow. Mm-hmm. And the truth be told, we all look back on it. I think we think more fondly of this group than we do of the Attitude Era. Definitely wrestling-wise. Wrestling-wise, yeah. yes. I'm yeah, saying no, that I know mean, that some, some people think that the, the, the ruthless aggression era, as, as it's come to be known, is the best era for wrestling. Personally, I think this is the best era for wrestling. Maybe. Pure, pure, maybe, pure wrestling. Maybe you're right about that. But, but I mean, it, it's probably one and two. But this, these guys in particular were really tasked with having mm-hmm. to carry the WWE from one to the other. Wait, which three did you say again? Angle, Jericho, Edge. And so, so look, they, they were all part of the SmackDown Six too, right? That, that that's was right. The SmackDown Six. That's so right. so that's you can point. talk a lot about the SmackDown yeah, absolutely. Six. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and I look, Triple H was a huge part of it because you know he was the one holdover with The Rock and Stone Cold sort of disappearing. Triple H was very much responsible for kind of putting everyone over. But I, I think these guys are an interesting. This is an interesting part of pro wrestling history that those guys can really talk about. The responsibility of carrying the torch. Right. Jericho actually wasn't part of this. Who was? The, it is uh, Engel, Benoit, Edge, uh, Ray, and the Eddie and Chavo. Yeah, it's, and look, no offense to Chavo. Well, but he, he was part of that snack where every week they were I, doing I, some sort of... I know, of, but yeah. nobody was interested in it. And No, every... Not in what Chavo was doing. No with, one with cared. Eddie. With Eddie. With Eddie, fine. Yes, yes. yes. But when anything that wasn't involving Eddie, nobody gave an right, S right, about right, Chavo. Right. Was was Jericho? What was Jericho? Was Jericho on Raw then? I guess that... he must have been on Raw at yeah. that point. Yeah, I guess he must have been. But yeah, look, I, it's a very important part of, and it, for me, it's a part of history that matters a ton. So that's why those guys are interesting to me. All right, there you go. That's our uh, top five for the week, and uh, that's how we'll bring things to a close. Thanks to WrestleCrate for making everything happen for us. As always, J O sent me is the code. Get. 10% off your monthly subscription. Packages start at just $15 a month. Go to WrestleCrate.com right now, at WrestleCrates on Twitter. 
Aaron, uh, update everyone. First of all, the email for our show is shoppingoutshow at gmail.com. And out. we do have a few emails in there. We will you think catch maybe it a mailbag. Up. Yeah, we'll, we'll do a mailbag at some point. Okay. So if you've emailed us and we haven't responded yet, don't worry, we're, we're holding them. We, we haven't ignored them. I, I am seeing them. How about our Twitter account? Jobbing Out Show. How about your Twitter account? The A Oster. And how about what's coming up at the uh, Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone? Uh, Rolling Stone, I just had my takeover, a more in-depth than what we went into here, more in-depth look at takeover. Uh, Baltimore Sun, I should be actually probably going to be writing an article just kind of about the transitioning period of NXT. That might be coming out in the next okay. week or so. And, uh, yeah, obviously my raw recaps and any other interviews I happen to do on Rolling Stone. I'm at Glenn Clark Radio, glennclarkradio.com. Please continue to spread the word about the show. Uh, if you're not <laughs> subscribing, subscribe. If you're not uh, giving us some stars and liking us, please do that. And please continue to tell your friends. Be like Brandon, who's been our best in that department every week. Please share the show. Please let people know what we're doing. Uh, have a great week. We will talk to you next week. For Aaron, for WrestleCrate, for our silent partner, AJ Francis, I'm Glenn. This has been Jobbing Out.